This episode of Bosses for Bosses, a podcast for entrepreneurs, is sponsored by Meyer Business Law and is intended for general educational purposes. It's for fun. For specific professional advice, reach out to any one of us. Today, we're going to talk about how to hire the right fit people for your team. Hi, I'm Elisa McCabe from First Steps Financial. Hi, I'm Aisha Hamilton from the Hamilton Law Firm. I'm Jason Meyer from Meyer Business Law. And I'm Josh Irons, CEO of River Avenue Digital. We're all bosses. And if you're running a business or a team or running your own career, then you're a boss too. These days, we're all entrepreneurs using our wits and our enduring creativity to stay nimble and to turn whatever we've got into success. The team and I all run companies that help other bosses with different aspects of their enterprise. Because entrepreneurship is our passion, and this is Bosses for Bosses, a podcast for entrepreneurs. Nothing lays the groundwork for the future of your business quite like hiring well today. Getting the right employees on board ensures that they grow with you, contributing to your overall success as a business and reducing the need to hire again and again for each new leadership position you may develop down the line. Consider how hiring better employees at even the entry level can lead to a better staff management position later on. Of course, this all starts during the hiring process, which includes writing a good job description, asking the right interview questions, making reference checks, and more. Hiring is such a make or break part of running a business. Let's just dive right in. Alisa, you have employees that have been with you forever. What's your secret in finding the right fit employees and getting them to stay? It's probably making sure that the culture and the employee fit. I think we're going to see some of that now where people aren't just working for money. They're going to, they're working for you because they believe in what you do. They believe in your culture. They want to be part of what you're doing. And I think that's why a lot of our employees stay because Look, anybody can do accounting. It's not about accounting. It's really about the culture that we bring to our clients and to our employees. So it's finding that right match because we've had the wrong match before too, (laughs) where you hire somebody and you can tell within the first couple of weeks if they're right or not. And it's terrible too, because I have a whole hiring process and you would think it would weed out people, but it doesn't always. Yeah, I always say, Hire slow, fire fast, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and right on. It, it's hard, but it's something that you need to make sure that you do because as you're working with somebody who you know is not the right fit and they're draining you of resources, they're oh. draining you of energy, and they could become toxic to the rest of the right. team, which I've seen many times. I know somebody who's saying was the first day is the best. You know, if, <laughs> if, it's, if that relationship's not working in the first week, yeah, I kind of. No, and it's true. And you don't realize how much someone on your team who's not a good fit can be toxic. And I did have somebody who was actually in a leadership position who was not a good fit. And I just thought, oh, well, you know, I like someone who maybe stands up to me. And and, well, other people on the team were actually fighting with her. (laughs) we We had to part ways. Yeah. And it was amazing how it changed the whole atmosphere on the team. Toxicity is contagious. I, I've seen that happen numerous times and it happens fast, like before you even realize what's going on. Yeah, it's crazy. So I have to jump in here. Uh-oh, I, as the you, employment lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I want you as business owners to be careful about the source of toxicity. We like to throw around the word toxicity, but as business owners, we need to make sure that the toxicity isn't because someone isn't a quote unquote good fit because they're culturally different, racially different, gender orientation different. So you have to do a little bit of investigation into why the team isn't gelling and not just terminate because there's one outlier. Just be cautious. Interesting. It's a good, good thing point. to think about though. Yeah, I guess it's step, step back and ask yourself all those questions and create that checklist before you uh, kind of jump to any conclusions, which yep, is, is the, easy to do. That's yeah. the importance of doing HR investigations, right? So you may be a small company with two or three employees. You may be like Elisa with tens of employees. Josh, I know you have lots of employees. This is the importance of having an HR structure in place because you can't just say, okay, well, you're not a good fit because good fit is often a euphemism for you don't look like us, you don't talk like us, you don't behave like us, Mm. uh, you don't socially fit. And so you're not a good fit at the company, despite the fact that the person might be doing a perfectly good job. And you need to make sure that you're having annual trainings because what is the first question the EEOC or the Division on Civil Rights will ask you? Do you have a handbook? And how did you implement that handbook? Did you do trainings? Did you make sure that the workplace understood that there was a zero tolerance policy for discrimination, harassment, and retaliation? How did you back that up, right? Did you tolerate discrimination, harassment, and retaliation when it came to your attention? Or did you simply say, well, that person wasn't a good fit, so they have to go? Trust me, you're going to get sued. I'm going to be on the other end of it. And <laughs> yeah. You don't want to be on the other end of me. I'm going to no. I'm going to date myself with a with a reference to the the old comic strip Pogo. But I always think here of what what I think of is the Pogo syndrome from a, a famous quote from the comic, which employers need to watch out for. And the quote was, "We have met the enemy, and he is us." <laughs> <laughs> you can be your own worst enemy when it comes to this if you're not careful. But if you do it right, you're in good shape. I had never thought of, and I I just can't believe you said that about having a discrimination policy in your handbook. We don't even think about it, but we have to put it in. Yeah, and and you don't just put it in the words. You need to train on it every right. year. Right. You, you need to, you know. Make sure that people understand this isn't just boilerplate language. We don't put it in just so we can pass muster with the EEOC. We actually believe this. And that's very much mm-hmm. part of your company culture. Yeah. Right. Let's do another podcast on training because uh, <laughs> that's a good one. I know. Every, uh, first every of all, you yeah. wind me up, wind me up and let me go. But <laughs> but the main thing is the advantage entrepreneurs have in that world is don't take the off-the-shelf stuff. Speak yeah. to your own mission, speak to your own values, speak from your heart. It's so much more powerful. But we'll save that for another. We're talking about hiring now. Somebody once told me that when you're you're pointing a finger at somebody, you're pointing three back at yourself. So <laughs> I think I think that says, all right, let's let's look at us first before we start pointing fingers at other people. And if I was always taught too, if something is wrong, maybe it's my fault. So make sure that that's not the case before you kind of take that next step. Aisha, the process starts with writing a job description and interviewing. What gotchas do we need to be concerned about as business owners when it comes to that first step? So don't take that step lightly, right? Because if you're not clear 
about the job that you're hiring for internally, for you, if you're not clear that I need an administrative assistant or I need a marketing professional or I need an accounting professional, right? I need a bookkeeper. If you're not clear about what your own needs are, how are you effectively communicating that to the employee? And you are just setting yourself up for failure. So what happens? You interview somebody, you hire them because they're fantastic. You like them. They don't, they think they're being hired for job A. Your needs are actually job B. And all of a sudden, what are you facing? You're facing irritation. I don't understand. Why aren't you doing this? And the employee is saying, I didn't even realize that was part of my job, A, or B, I'm not actually qualified to do that. You told me it was an administrative assistant job. You're telling me now you want me to design a website? Wait, what? (laughs) So be really clear before you even post the ad. Be really clear as you're sitting down to interview the person. Don't set yourself up for failure from the outset. And I think, Josh, you and Elisa have both talked a lot about how important it is to convey what your company culture is, what your vision is. You have to convey that in the interview because the perspective is I'm interviewing the person I want to hire, but they're interviewing me to determine whether they even like me. Do they want to work with me? I want to find that out on day one. I don't want to find that out three months in when you've spent time and money to train them. And now they're realizing, boy, Josh is just a big jerk. I don't like it. And I don't like his company values. And at the end of the day, he's telling me he just needs an admin. But what he really needs is a bookkeeper who can also run the HR process, who can also do six other things. And I don't know how to do that. But I know Josh tells his new employees that he's a big jerk. (laughs) (laughs) They they usually... They usually figure that out themselves pretty quickly. <laughs> totally not true. Kidding. Not. I hear such good things about Josh. Not. I hear he is a really good guy to work for. Yeah. <laughs> I was just kidding. <laughs> uh, the, the jokes are coming fast and furious. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um, but just, you know, the bottom line is make sure you're prepared. I, I know a lot of employers who then come to me afterwards saying, okay, I need to get rid of this person, but they happen to fit four protected categories. How do we do this? Oh. I'm like, well, this is on you. You didn't hire properly, right? right. So, and now we do have to be careful. I would say that it all starts with the job description. We have a client who's doing a bit of hiring right now, and we were tasked as a marketing agency to infuse the values, infuse how fun it is to work at that company, how great the company is into the job description. So it's it's kind of putting market, I mean, it's all marketing at the end of the day. And you need to really think about what you're saying and setting the expectations up front and being keeping it real rather in, than uh, tricking people into, into applying for the yeah. job. And, and honestly, in an issue that is It's all anybody talks about these days. You want to be really clear about what your work from home policy is. Mm Now, people are leaving jobs because they're not happy that companies are saying, well, we get that you did a fine job for the last 16 months, but we want you back in the office. Now, employees are looking to quit and leave and go to companies that are marketing work from home permanently. So do a little thinking about who do I want, but also what are the terms and conditions under which I want them? Am I willing to pay more for somebody who's willing to come into the, the workplace? Yeah, we, we just posted a job for River Avenue Digital and it was a kind of an, a hybrid job. We want somebody who's able to come into the office. But I think 
job seekers are saying, well, I mean, because of the pandemic, you don't need people in the office. So we had, in two days, we had 99 people apply for this job. And four of them actually fit the criteria of being within driving distance of the office. I think people are saying, oh, well, that doesn't matter because they'll hire me anyway. To your point before, you have to be certain about what you want and convey what you want as a hiring company. Yeah, go back and look at your job description or, or your job posting. Mm-hmm. Maybe post in bold. <laughs> you <know>? Right. <laughs> um, in-person yeah. appearances required. Right. Jason, you have been a chief legal officer, chief compliance officer, general counsel, business unit general manager, and CEO. So you have some war stories. What stands out in yeah, the context got, of this condo? I got, I got some war stories, and, and it comes in the context of the, the statistic is more Americans quit their jobs in May than any month in the last 20 years. So there are a lot of people who took the pandemic to look at their lives and say, I don't like where I work. That also means, you know, there's there's a lot of people who may be coming in. So the, there are a couple things that stand out to me, Josh. You know, one thing is I, I definitely want to echo Aisha's lesson about making sure you're clear in the documents and your documents cover all the legal issues that you want to cover. You know, that you are using a higher letter and it's got in it the things you need to have in it. And the point I would make about that is this is not a time for documents that are a little unclear or that hide the legal traps. You know, there are times when certain lawyers may want to engage in those games. Like, you know, I don't really care if my contract is difficult to understand because it's, you know, I don't really want them to notice it when they sign it. I want to spring it on them later on, right? This is not a case like that. You really don't want to have to enforce your contract against an employee or former employee. You just want your team members to follow it. And they can only follow it if they can read it and understand it and understand what it means to their jobs. So not only do you need a document, you need a document that's like super clear and really understandable. And P.S., you're not getting that by downloading something off the Internet or by using that 15-pager that you got when you worked for the big corporate behemoth, and now you're on your own, but you still have a copy of it, so why don't I just change the names and use that, right? Because you're not going to get the result you want. Oh, and by the way, the law has changed since then. So you need a really good, clear document. Once you have it, you can reuse it, but you need a good, clear document. That's one one lesson. The other one in terms of war stories, Josh, is I think it's important that we as bosses don't sugarcoat what life is like in an entrepreneurial company, especially for hires that we're taking who used to work for bigger organizations. Mm-hmm. And the story that comes to mind is I, I used to, I have said in my companies when I'm hiring, there are four words you cannot use in the company. And I'll say this on before hiring, the four words you can't use. The words are, that's not my job. I said, yes, your job descriptions, and I want you to do the thing you're responsible for doing. And, you know, I want you, to, if, you're, if you're in a more of a management role, you have that responsibility. But the example I would give is when you're sitting, back when we used to sit in offices, when you're sitting in your cubby and you look up and the fluorescent lights out, maintenance and facilities are not coming to change that light bulb. <laughs> they don't exist, right? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have to change it or you're going to have to get up and find somebody tall enough to help change it. No one else is coming to empty the garbage cans. I remember saying to someone, I was hiring someone I said, when I was ahead of publishing company, a news company, I was hiring someone to be potentially the editor in chief, right? Really high ranking management. And I said, look, you know, we're a new company. Deadlines are important. I want you to understand we're entrepreneurial. You know, I don't want it to happen, but if ever there comes a day where like, you know, the copier breaks down and the duplicating machine breaks down and to meet a deadline, we're all standing there in the office at eight o'clock at night stuffing envelopes. 
we're all going to be standing there stuffing envelopes. That's what life is like in an entrepreneurial company. Mm-hmm. She said, thank you for telling me that. I'm at the point in my career where doesn't matter what the circumstances are. I don't want to be stuffing envelopes. I was like, okay. it's great. We established that you're not a fit for this job. Now, okay, Aisha. the counterpoint to that is I think you have to be careful. I do love the spirit of what you're saying because that is the spirit of teamwork, of being in the same boat together. But I think you as a manager need to be careful about making sure that one employee isn't being taken advantage of by that policy, mm-hmm. by the, mm-hmm. it's okay, Alisa will do it. Alisa always steps up and does it. Alisa will take the trash out of the bathroom, change the copier toner. Someone needs to make a pizza run. Alisa will do it. Nobody else needs to raise a hand. So yes, that is a really noble principle. And I think that is a fantastic vision for the ideal world. It will be taken advantage of. So as a yeah, manager, it, you need to I, make sure you're I on I totally top agree of with that. you. I totally agree with you. And in fact, that's why I bring it up is because I don't want... That you uh, don't want it to be that one person. You want the I don't want it team. to be that one person. I want the whole team think to, to recognize the way it. we do it. Right. And I think it's important specifically taking people... You hire from a Fortune 500 and someone's like, I don't want the big corporate life anymore. I want to work for a startup. I want to work for an entrepreneurial organization. It's like, that's awesome. And by the way, I agree with you, but I want to make sure you you (laughs) understand understand. (laughs) what this this life is like before you come in. It's very different. So I work with a lot of people who come out of corporate who buy like a franchise business. And they are just, they can't believe like how much work it is and how different it is because there's not structure to it. There's not, there's not maintenance and IT and you have to do everything. Like it, there's so many things involved. So, yeah. and, but for the right person, but for the right person, that's a blast. So it's right? interesting to right? explain to somebody when you have to hire them to come work for a small business, especially in the early stages. Because I think when you hire somebody in the early stages, they are doing everything. They're helping you do every part of it. And you're learning things too. Right. What's that line? It's not boring. It's not boring. Well, on that note, I think we had a great conversation about all this stuff. And we are going to go into the boss moves of the week right after this message from our sponsoring member. Hi, it's Jason again. I love entrepreneurship. The energy, the optimism, the enduring creativity it takes to build a team, build a business, overcome challenges, and succeed on an idea and limited resources. And that's why I left the big law firms to start or help run nine different privately held businesses. And it's why in 2009, I founded Meyer Business Law. Meyer Business Law is a law firm dedicated to entrepreneurs and the businesses that they run. Our mission is to provide you with counsel and value at every stage and every step, from startup to formation, to growing and expanding, to making your relationships formal, to your exit, and all the contracts, deals, and challenges in between. Find out more about us at MeyerBusinessLaw.com, and then let's talk about your company and your goals, because Meyer Business Law is counsel for growing businesses. Boss Moves of the Week. Alisa, what do you got? You have to have the right people in the right seats before you take the bus anywhere. (laughs) It's true. You can drive the bus anywhere you want to go, but if the right people aren't in the right seats and wait to hire, wait for the right person. Don't just put somebody in a seat because you need to fill it. Great point. Aisha. Recognize that you sit at the top of the heap. You set the tone. You as the entrepreneur are the example. So don't be a hypocrite. And at the same time, don't be a pushover. 
If you have rules, follow them. Stick to them for yourself to set the example for your employees. Jason? I would say onboard with your mission and use your mission to your advantage and to explain why you're doing what you're doing. Onboard with good documents, as we discussed. And finally, hire the person, not to the job. Finding the right person who's a fit for your company. And you know, if you have to adjust job descriptions to get that person in, I always think you're better off with the person than with someone who's the perfect fit for what you imagined going in. Great. And my boss move of the week is hire to your company values. So know your values, keep them on the wall in front of you, have them on your desk, have them in your pocket. But as you're interviewing, make sure that that individual at least understands and has a good grasp of the values that you set forth for your company. So I just want to thank all of you for joining me on this podcast. I want to thank the audience for listening. And we have some exciting episodes coming up. So stay tuned. This is goodbye from Bosses for Bosses. Thanks for listening to Bosses for Bosses, a production of Smart Boss Media. We'd love to hear from you. And we'd like even more to help your business grow. If you have any questions or want to contact any of the folks on this podcast, you can just email us at info at smartboss.media. Also at smartboss.media, you'll find any resources and links that go along with this podcast. And you can find links to other podcasts and resources for entrepreneurs and learn how Smart Boss Media can help you get your business podcast launched and listened to like this one is. It's your one stop for information to help you listen, create, and thrive as an entrepreneur. Visit smartboss.media.